When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. Welcome into the featured podcast on the Sooner Sports Podcast. I think that makes sense. Along with Jessica Cootie, I'm Chris Plank. Big week for Jess. You still uh, well. You're getting ready for a big night tomorrow night too, as this drops on a Thursday. Yep, yep. We TV got uh, a little women's basketball Friday, and then we'll uh, do some bedlam on Saturday. Jess was play by play on Monday's. Was that still exhibition? Yeah, Monday's exhibition broadcast, and then tonight or tomorrow or whenever you're consuming this, maybe last night against Western Season Kentucky. Season opener. Season opener for women's hoops is everything comes together at one point, which means in the middle of the busiest time. For you, probably, right? Yeah, November is by far my busiest month all year. We get Bedlam. We get Bedlam football on Saturday. And today's focus is one that I think we forget about a lot and maybe don't give the focus and attention to. Maybe not just at OU, but in football in general, especially whenever it seems like every single lineman and linebacker and defensive back complains about the kicker. Boy, they're pretty crucial, and this dude has been crucial to Oklahoma's success over the last four years. Now, Austin Cybert. Yeah, not just the kicker, but the punter. You know, I mean... The kickoff guy. Yeah, I mean, you look around, how many critical games come down to a field goal, to an extra point? I mean, you, again, like you said, it's. I think it's one where you don't really know how good you have it until you have to start complaining about it. Right, you know? until but, someone misses one. <laughs> you know, the fact that, you know, we haven't had to, you know, complain too much about and especially this year. I mean, what he's been doing his senior season has been impressive. Here's the thing to me that will always stand out about Austin Seibert. 
is he's from very close to my hometown. And then not just to see him choose Oklahoma and excel, we'll get to that in just a bit, but Jess, he was a very highly recruited kicker punter. He was. There was a lot of people in the country that wanted him, but a lot of the same that you hear from every recruit, you know, I mean, you got a guy like that and you you bring him in, you want to sell him on this just as much as you do everything else. And so a lot of the same kind of thing you hear about from recruits on why he chose Oklahoma, the winning tradition, the culture, the family, all of that. But also one of the big things is, uh, you know, his whole life he did both. He or he did all three and was on the field as much as possible. I even asked him, by the way, um, if he played any other positions. He actually played a little quarterback really? growing up. Um, he actually uh, played some tight end in high school just to be able to do something during practices. So, um, you know, he played other positions for his high school team, but um, obviously where he excelled was in the kicking game. And he wanted to be able to have the opportunity to continue to both kick and punt. And while a lot of the big-time schools that were recruiting him thought he was going to have to choose one or the other, but here at Oklahoma, they were honest with him. They told him, hey, you know what? You can, uh, you'll have an opportunity, but you got to come in and earn it. So there, there was a couple different things that played into him landing in Oklahoma, which started this fantastic journey of him potentially becoming Oklahoma's all-time leading scorer. Uh, really, as soon as I stepped on the field, uh, I just had this feeling of I can play here. And I don't know, it really felt like home coming here. And it really just set itself apart from the other schools that I was visiting and everything. And that's kind of what led me here. Coming here, they were honest with me and they told me that I could do both if I like, won the spot. So doing that uh, and them telling me that it really sparked interest and uh, just really increased my work ethic throughout high school. So, How come it's so important to you to do both? I get on the field more. Um, I want to play as much as I can because there's no guarantee there's anything after this. Uh, you get one game at a time. So if I get on the field as much as I can, that's what, that's what I want to do. And that's been my goal throughout football, just get on the field as much as I can. So Jay Bulware has been our guest on Coach's Corner for what, what's Jay going in his it's just sixth year, fifth year, I think? Sixth, I think. Sixth year for Jay Bulware. And he had always talked about in the three – previous years that they were trying to get Austin a break because of the mental grind of all three jobs and <laughs> the mental right. grind of being a kickoff guy with the new rules the mental grind of being a field goal kicker when you have maybe a game on the line and the mental grind of being a punter it's it's a challenge mentally to do all three and then specifically the mental grind Jess of maybe having the pressure of a game-winning kick or a game-tying kick or a game-tying extra point. See, that's exactly why he wants to do all three is because you can't get caught. You think about it, it is such a mental aspect. And if you're just – think about if you're just punting for Oklahoma. You might only get to punt like maybe once or twice a right, game, if right, that even. If that. You might go a whole game without punting. And if you're just doing field goals, you might go a whole game like – Last week, a whole game without kicking a field goal. And if you're just doing kickoffs, well, you'd do that a lot for Oklahoma. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, you think about – but it's be, it's knowing that he has to be prepared for all three at any given moment. That's what helps him to be, I think, good. And what he, in his opinion, good at all three is because he can't get locked in. He can't get too caught up on one other thing because he's got to move on to the next thing and constantly be ready for whatever this team needs for him to be. So it actually allows for that mental process. Um, you know, you think about that pressure. It actually eases up the pressure being able to do all three. Uh, we got we narrowed down a strategy and days I kick and rest and like recovery and cold tub and things like that. So it's down to uh, 
we got a pretty precise schedule for me to do that stuff and just make sure my legs are fresh. That's the main thing, just making sure my legs are fresh and that I'm healthy. So, It's such a mental thing. So do you feel like knowing that you got to be ready to do the next thing has kind of helped you be successful at everything where you're not sitting there thinking about everything too much? Yeah, no, that's a... That's another thing that's it helps me is I can't focus on one thing because if I do, then I'm going to hurt the team because I'm focused on that thing when I should be punting this next play or something like that. So you can't – I never focus on the pass during a game. I always look forward and do whatever I can to help the team. And doing all three, you have to be dialed in like that because if you're not, then something's going to go wrong. So which do you like the best if you had to pick? Um, I do like putting the ball to the uprights on kickoff, and it's that's I think I like kickoffs the most. But then it also feels really good to make a long field goal or make field goals in like clutch situations, and then punts as well. Just putting a punt inside the ten. I mean, they all have their perks. You know, one of the things that you know I asked him if you had to choose. You heard him say, "If I, if you had to choose." Which one would it be? And he goes in and lists like what he likes about all three. I'm like, you didn't really answer the question. <laughs> but he does go in depth about the importance of his job on not allowing for teams to return the football, rather that be in the punt game or the kickoff game. What is it now? What's the streak up to? Uh, oh, for the extra points? One, oh geez, I'll look it up. While but how many have gone out of the uh, back of the end zone? Oh yeah, no, exactly. It's it's been fantastic. Everyone but one. The, yeah, the TCU game. Right. Whenever we had the wind in our face. So when you're talking about kickoffs, yeah, he's been fantastic. So I think you you think a kicker like, oh, I want the game winning field goal from right. sixty yards. But no, with Cybert, it's like he gets a thrill out of not allowing that other team to even have a chance to make a big play in the return game. And you can hear how passionate he is when he talks about it. How have you gone about, you know, that's what everyone talks about is you don't give the opposing teams a chance to return it all. On the kickoffs, just getting it out of the end zone every time. How do you do that? Um, I've always had a strong leg, and for me it's more of I just want to, at the end of the day, it's just help the team and whatever I can do. And doing that is a perk, and plus it shows my leg strength. So, um I just try and eliminate the return game every game because there's some dangerous returners in the Big 12. And if I do that, then that's doing my job, and that's what I try to do. What about on a punt? It's, it's almost like it requires almost an entire team. When you kick a good punt and then you got a guy that fields it, you know, and, and you pin a team back. I mean, how fired up do you get about that? I, I mean, I do. It doesn't look like it on the field, but I try and stay calm and not let my emotions take over too much. Um, but, yeah, it's it is it is really really fun and when that happens and uh, we don't punt a whole lot so I have to make uh, make it count when it comes so um, doing that and just pinning them deep uh, changes the game too and it helps us so I feel like I go back to our conversations with Jay Bulware quite a bit but he he always had talked about leading up to the last couple of years wanting to get Austin a break you know doing all three because as we've talked about. On this podcast, it's a mental grind. But, Jess, it's also got to be a pretty tough balance for Austin, too, right? Yeah, you know, I think I asked him what's his workout regimen like, and he um, said, you know, he's not too big on, on working out. It's more about the flexibility type aspect of it, which Benny Wiley has been um, 
critical for him going into this year. He said he's really helped him out in that aspect of, you know, more so the, the flexibility and the, um, you know, the stretching and, and whatnot, less about the workout. But, you know, again, it's just been something that he's done for so long. And at one point, you know, he was ready to walk away from doing um, from his punting duties. But, you know, the competitor in him, he wanted to be back out there in any chance that he got. So now it became about, I think you when you look at it, okay, he did it for the first year because maybe they didn't have a somebody else. And then he did it for this senior year because, you know, it's his senior year. But, no, he did it for all four years. And so, you know, a lot goes into that. We talked about the mental, the physical, you know, because it's a balance. And he's got to figure out what his legs can do on certain days. And, and Coach Riley has been certainly, um, you know, aware of that. The strength staff, they've done a great job with him. So it's been kind of a process of figuring out how to balance it all. But it certainly has been impressive that he's done it for four years for four years I mean I think a lot of people came in oh maybe a year or two and then they'll find someone else to help do this or that but for four years you've been consistent at, at all three how have you been able to do that having a strong mindset uh, surrounding myself with people who believe in me and then you always have to have that chip on your shoulder that no one's gonna take your spot and I've really I wanted to just do field goals and I wanted to do just field goals and kickoffs and not really punt anymore. I think after my sophomore year and uh, we got into that phase a little bit and I said, no, nah, someone's got to take it. So um, just doing that and just having a competitive mindset not only helps me get better, but it helps the guys who I'm competing against get better as well. So that, I mean, everyone can feed off of that, if that makes sense. One of the cool things I get to do on game day is go out for the coin toss. Just <laughs> you I, feel like an honorary captain I love it. every I always, day. I always feel like I'm right there with the orthodontics exclusively, or uh, junior captain of the game. But it's always really cool. You to, have this microphone, um, like where you go from one to the other to the other. You've got that yeah. down. Got Where'd it down. Go? Got it down. Now sometimes there'll be competition. Uh -huh. The other side. You just got to throw an elbow. Right, but the other Big Twelve guys are so cool. We get it. It's whenever we play non-conference where you got to make sure you stand your ground. But I also dig whenever I walk out there, even though the Sooner captains have had some injuries, uh, losing Rodney Anderson, it's really cool to see Austin Seibert out there as a captain. Yeah, and and it's not something that we see very often. You have to go back to Tressway. Wow. Um, you know, since uh, there was a specialist that was selected as a captain, and he – I mean, look at him. He's, you know, with the Washington Redskins doing big things. It's totally a guy that was so well-respected within that locker room. And that's – Austin's done that. And I, I wish, you know – We've been able to do a few things with him on camera, but I wish people could get to know him a little bit more because he's got a great personality. You know, I really, um, I've worked with him a few times, but none more so than last year when we were trying to win Connor McGinnis, the holder of the year award. Uh, they enlisted my help, as you guys know, on ESPN. They uh, played that video, and it was um, it was wildly successful <laughs> and went viral on um, Twitter. And Austin was kind of the one behind that. You know, he was... He was wanting Connor McGinnis to get that recognition because it is, it takes the whole team and Wesley Horky at the time, you know, was a part of that crew. And so, you know, while it's Austin Seibert's name that's on everything, he's fully aware that it is a, it is a team thing. It is a team. He's not 
kicking those extra points if they're not scoring touchdowns. And, you know, he's not getting those opportunities for the kickoffs, if not scoring, if not for the scoring opportunity. So he's fully aware. He's a team guy. He's a team guy. But he's also got a great personality. And so, you know, he's he's funny. He's um, fun to be around. And then you throw in the, the how hard he works and how critical he is to this team's success. I'm not surprised, even though maybe he was a little bit when he did hear his name called as a team captain. I was I was really uh, surprised when they called out the captains, um, and I really took that to heart because I might not be the guy who's very vocal in the locker room, but I do put the work in. And I work I work really hard at what I do, and other people have vouched for that. Um, it's like behind the scenes stuff. People on on the outside don't see is what I'm doing in there. So. Just my work ethic, I think, is what got me that and my performance on the field as well. So I guess the bottom line here is he's going to leave as the all-time points leader, career scoring leader in Sooner football history. He is second as we tape this on a Thursday morning with 446 points, which means he needs just four points to tie Michael Honeycutt for the school record of 450. He's in fourth place as the all-time Big 12 scoring and needs four points to tie for third place. And there is there is a chance he will become the all-time scoring record in Big 12 history by the end of the game on Saturday. 7-for-7 uh, seven seven on PATs against Texas Tech, which extends his streak of made point-afters to 151 Wow. Which dates back to 2016. And with 446 points, Austin is eighth all-time in college football history among kickers. He needs five points to move into the top five. Oh, yeah, NCAA career record for extra points made and attempted. That has a lot to do with his offense. But still, it's pretty incredible to see what this young man has been able to do. And I don't know. Do the records register with him? Does he care too much? (laughs) You know, it's funny because – I, after the game on against Texas Tech, I went up to Trace Urban to do my post-game interview, and I said, do you know how many yards you have? And he goes, no. And I said, 206. And he was, like, shocked. You know, he's like, I, I had no idea. I mean, he had to probably know that he was getting up there, but <laughs> he didn't know he had 200 yards. It's different. It's different. But, you know, you wonder, and I, I wondered how much he's aware of that. You know, but it's kind of impossible not to be when it's talked about so much, especially here in, you know, the, the, as he gets closer and closer to it. And so, you know, I asked him if he was aware of how many he needed to tie and break those records of um, consecutive extra points. And he said, you know, I did know just because it's from game to game, it's only four or five maybe that you get here or there. So you know kind of what you're at. And so um, it does mean a lot to him as far as, it means a lot because it means that this team is having success. You know, it's not about Austin Seibert and Austin Seibert's name on those records. It's about – because, I mean, it, it is – I asked him about the NFL and he uh, what, what avenue he would have to go. And he said, yeah, I mean, I've been told kicker and field goals, but – um, you know, kickoffs and field goals, but I've also been told maybe I could sneak in as a punter. But he goes, but I'm not worried about that right now. I'm worried about winning – a Big 12 title, and I'm winning. worried about maybe getting back to another college football playoff. You know, I asked him about his senior day, and he said, I don't look at Kansas being my senior day because I'm looking at more of like a hopefully a Big 12 championship is my senior day. So, you know, you just think about like every time I would ask him maybe an individual question, he just went back to like wanting to help this team win another Big 12 championship. 
And if everything goes as planned as how this team hopes for it to, you're looking at a guy who will go out with four straight Big 12 championships. So in addition to all those other records that he has individually, his teams have performed very, very well, and he's been a big part of that, to have gone to four Big 12 championships, two college football playoffs, and we'll see maybe a third if, uh, you know, Sooners take care of business. So all of that being said, it's – He's done it where his name's going to be in the individual, but then you look at what he's been so critical a part of what these Oklahoma football teams have been able to do as well. So all that being said, I asked him kind of what the record books mean to him and what he hopes his mark is at Oklahoma. And in true Austin Cybert form, it's it's about his team. Oh, the records are awesome to have, uh, and it's it has been a dream. Um, I wanted to leave my name in the history books here because it's such a historical program. But with that being said, I don't get those records and I don't break records like that without a strong surrounding of teammates and a, a team that wins. And being here around like the Baker, Kyler, Mark, all those guys, uh, it really helps me get in situations to score and put up points. So it, I have to give them credit too because this is, this is some of their uh, help. And it's, it's really cool that I get to take credit for that. So. Austin Seibert, Oklahoma's all-time leading scorer. How does that sound? Sounds really cool. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. Uh, it sounds its a dream come true, really. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. It'll come. Just got to keep making kicks. And then just for you to be selected as a team captain, you know, it just doesn't happen very often. What has that meant to you to have that role and that honor this year in your final years. All that being said, what mark do you hope that when you leave here and you play your last game as a Sooner that you've left? Just that I, I want to win another Big 12 championship. And I think one in four of those in a row would be a really incredible mark to have. So uh, records aside, just winning and keeping that tradition alive is what I want to leave behind. And when you signed on to play here, would you have thought that you would have been a part of three Big 12 championships, hopefully four, two college football playoffs, hopefully three, and a Sugar Bowl. I mean, would you have thought that all of that would have come when you signed up to play here? No, no, I'll be honest, no. Uh, when I committed and signed here that year before, I think we went eight and five, so it was a down year. So you really don't know what to expect, but you commit to a school, and you just got to come here and perform, and that's what we do. So it's, I've had some really cool memories here for sure. So... Pretty cool to learn more about Austin Seibert, all-around athlete here on the Sooner Sports Yeah, we got to do some sort of, um, you know, I feel like basketball challenge with him before he leaves, you know? I want to see him shoot. I want to see him shoot the rock. If, uh, because coming up next week, a little teaser, we got a little one on Carson Meyer, and... He's a good hooper um, now. Yeah, and I asked him, and he said, I'll be the number one overall pick, but Austin Seibert might be close. Wow. So, there you go. We might need to see see about that, see about exactly how good those shooting skills are. I think an inter-squad hoops game with the basketball players would be apparently cd lamb can ball a little bit too apparently so. kyler can as well too what, Ky- what can kyler not well, do? that's a good point that's a good point and in fact you know what's going to start happening boy we're really going to get off base here but did you know who did sidelines for the ou tech game on tv this week it was todd mcshay yes do you know how much tape todd mcshay had watched on kyler murray before saturday yeah, i have no idea not much and so saturday was the first time he had really seen him and he's starting to gush. 
And so when Todd McShay starts to gush, then more people will watch. I'm telling you, I, I reached out to someone who worked for the A's and said, hey, is, or not work, covers the A's. I said, anyone talking about maybe NFL teams looking at him? Like, nah, they just don't think about it. I'm telling you what, Jess, by the time Oklahoma gets to the Final Four, fingers crossed, there's going to be some buzz building for this dude to be in the NFL. I mean, I think there already is. I, I see one of my, um, you know, reports on Saturday for the game day show is about Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, you heard his uh, yes, and he doubled up after the game. Yeah, he said, you know, thanks the world of Kyler, they they went back to high school um, when when Cliff was recruiting him, and Cliff almost convinced him to go to Texas Tech over Texas A&M. Oh but he said, gosh. if I had the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, I would go with Kyler Murray. I'm telling you, it's starting to ask Teddy Lehman about it. All right, anyway. We could go on and on. We could talk about this for this today. All right, next week, obviously, focusing on Carson Meyer. But game day coverage starts at 10 a.m. with Sooner Sports Game Day with Jess, Chad. Uh, I would try to throw Toby in there. Gabe and Teddy. Te- uh, Toby and I will be on the air at 12.30 for the 2.30 kick. When you, I had everything down with 11 a.m. <laughs> kicks. So i got to think a little bit for the 2.30 And then you just, in the, you just assume right. it's 11 a.m. And then you just get in that, that grind. And then at 1.30, which I think is one of the more underrated things we do on game day, Facebook Live. Which yeah. takes you as if you're stuck at home or if you're out of state or out of country, log on and it's like you're here, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's cool. Every week we get to see people from all over the world that are tuning in all different countries and you know a lot of them and not only that but nobody there's not a game day show that takes you inside warm-ups it lets you see the band you know the pride of oklahoma which a lot of people like to see as well so you can't see it anywhere else so that's it's kind of neat is providing an opportunity for sooner fans that you again are not going to find anywhere else all right just have a good game day should be fun you too boomer next week sooner this has been the sooner sports podcast Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.